This is Meg Tilton at the Eight Cow Life, episode number 36, part four, LDS Women Money Stories, my interview with myself. This is the Eight Cow Life, a place where LDS women, and really any woman, can come to learn how every aspect of their life is beautiful and has purpose. A place to help you realize how important you are and that this place we call Earth just wouldn't be the same without you. So sit back and take a breather in that unfolded laundry and let's chat for a moment about your amazing life. Okay, friends, this is it. The last installment of my four-part series on LDS Women Money Stories. So I hope you've stuck it out and that they haven't been too overwhelming for you, but I thought that it would only be appropriate to end the series with asking myself the same questions that I asked each of my interviewees. And so here we go. Now, the thing is with my money story, just like all of your money stories, just like Jesse and Whitney and Michelle's money stories is that they are constantly evolving and changing and growing and being interpreted by the places that we are in our life. And so I have no doubt that in a year, five years, 10 years down the road, my money story is going to be much different than what it is today. So I want you to each just examine your money story and just see where you're at. And don't place any judgment on it. Just be curious about it and then decide if you want to change it and if it's serving you and if it's one that you want to keep or one that you might want to change. Okay, so here we go. The first question. And this question was that I believe that everybody grows up being told a story about money. So what was that story for you? So I grew up in a family where my dad controlled all the money. And that was a good thing in some ways because he's very good with his money. He gave my mom a budget. But the downside to that was that my mom doesn't really know a whole lot about where and how much money there is in the family. Now that has changed over time and she's much more um, clued in, I guess, on what is going on there. But it wasn't really because my dad, I don't think, wanted to include her. It's just that my dad was so good at it. And there are a lot of technical things that I don't think my mom was really interested in. And so she just didn't really put her energy into that. And I think that that's okay if that's not a strength that you have or an interest that you have. But I do think that as women, we should know how much money is coming in and how much money is going out. At least that. And where our money is being stored and what we're saving for and the goals. I think as a couple, you should have money goals and that 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 should be something that is discussed. Now, my father was a very and is a very frugal person and that has served him very well. He has been able to provide a very comfortable retirement for my mother and himself And he has been able to bless many people because of that. And I think that that is a really good thing. And that's something that I actually am very grateful to him for doing is showing me that money doesn't grow on trees and that it is not something to be taken lightly 
and that you need to be smart with your money. And I do believe that there is a reason why we're asked to save for a rainy day and that we should have savings and that we should be self-reliant and be able to take care of ourselves. And I think that that is a very important money story that was passed down to me. And I'm very, very grateful for that. Now, where my money story slightly differs now that I'm an adult is that I also believe that money is something to be used and to use it to create memories and to bless people and to serve people and that you don't take it with you when you leave. So use it to better your life now. So those sometimes those two money stories of being frugal and saving and being cautious with your money and then using your money can sometimes come into conflict with one another. So there has to be a balance. And I try and find that balance in my own life. In our marriage, um, I have controlled the money for a long time. Actually, just this year, the turn of the year, my husband took the budget back over. And it wasn't because I wasn't doing the budget and he wasn't happy with me. It was just because he decided to take that on and he wanted to do it for a while. And I had done it for so many years that I'm kind of tired of doing it. And so I turned it back over to him and I'm totally fine with that. But I took it back several years ago. I took it away from him um, several years ago because I was spending the majority of the money. And so I wanted to know where it was going and I wanted us to really be on a budget. And that is true. I do spend the majority of the money because I do all the shopping. I buy things for the kids. I, um, you know, pay for their classes and I paid, I paid the bills and all that. He does that now, but I do spend a large bulk of the money, but now he keeps me, abreast of what's going on and how much money we have in there and how much more I have to spend. And so that's working for us. But we do believe in spending money. We will spend money to go to family things. We think that that's really important. That's a money story that I have and a value that I have that money should be spent on the people in my life that are important to me. So I will go to events that maybe I wouldn't go to Um, under different circumstances, if I was really overly concerned about money in the sense that I wanted to save it for um, a rainy day. And we do, we have all of that in place, but I like to spend my money to go and see people and do things with them because that's something that I value. I also value spending money on my home. Now, this was not something that was really passed down from my family, Although my dad being frugal, he will spend money on things. He just doesn't like money to be wasted. He doesn't want to waste his money. And I think that that's a good money story. Nobody wants to waste their money. So my my current money story has influence from my childhood, but then I've also adopted my own beliefs about it and put my own spin on it. And of course, some of those have come from my husband as well and his belief about money. We've kind of merged those together. I do believe we need to do a little bit better job with our kids. I don't think it's bad for my kids to feel like some things are not affordable or in the budget. I think that that's a good thing and that they can't just do everything because it's not free. And so I I really firmly believe that that is not a bad thing to pass on to my children. So what do I believe about the ability to make money and why do I believe this? (laughs) 
So I have always felt like I do have the ability to make money. I've just never really had a desire to. I've never really felt like I had to until recently, um, just within the last year, year and a half, I finally have kind of felt like I want to be able to add to our family's budget and be able to produce money to maybe get some other things that we want and to really be able to provide for our family if necessary. I think I did mention that a couple years ago, my husband's company went through layoffs and he luckily was not cut, but it was right before the birth of our fifth child. And I realized I could never support our family. So that was kind of an eye opener. And I started looking into some different things. I looked at opening a franchise. I looked at going back to school. I looked at several different interests that I have. And it wasn't until I fell on coaching that it was like the light bulb went on and this was what I was supposed to do. So I do believe I have the ability to make money and that it's a good thing that I can make money and contribute to my family. What is the current goal that I have surrounding money? So I, I posted this at the beginning of the year on the podcast. I have a goal this year of making $50,000. So that is clearly not even half of what Whitney's goal was, is. And that's okay. This is the beautiful thing. Everybody can have their own money goal. And the amount is irrelevant in my opinion. It's really who you become in trying to reach that goal that is the important thing and what you create to get that goal. Now, I fully believe that I can create this. I don't know how I'm going to do it quite yet. I can do all the math and I can figure it out, but there are some things that I just don't know yet and that's okay. I'm not going to freak out and that possibility is still out there for me. And actually I have made some money this year in my coaching. And so that's super exciting and I've loved it. I've absolutely loved it. And you know what? It's not the money that matters to me. It's that I get to help these women in their lives. That's what matters. The money's like the bonus. So it's really cool. So how do you think your life will be different when, from how it currently is, if you achieve your money, my money goal? I don't really think it will be that different. I really don't. I don't think I'm going to view money differently. The one thing that I do hope that happens is that I get to put an addition on my house. There you go. I love our house, but I'd love it to have a little bit bigger of a kitchen and an entertaining area because I love to entertain. And the house is not super equipped right now to do that, but I make it work. I work with what I have and I'm grateful for what I have. Just like Michelle was saying, I'm totally grateful for what I have and I use it to the best that I can, but I'm hoping Heavenly Father can bless me so that I can have a little bit more to make it easier. So that is the only way that I could think that my life would be different is that I would be able to have a slightly bigger entertainment area in my home. Let's see. Do I have any reservations about going after my goal? No, I really don't have any reservations about going after that. I think my only, I do have fear. I'm, I'm not going to lie. There is a little element of fear of like, am I really going to be able to do it? But 
I'm not overly concerned about that. I'm more focused on creating the value and doing the steps that are necessary to get to that money goal than I am about exactly how I'm going to get it. Because I know that that will figure itself out. And I, I think that's something that's really changed for me and I'm really grateful for is that really it's the process that I'm looking forward to more and the money's just the benefit on the end. Okay. Do you think being a woman has formed your money story? Definitely. Being an LDS woman? Definitely. Because I've never felt like I was going to be a person that made a lot of money because I was going to be a stay-at-home mom. That was my job. And my husband would be the one that made all the money. And that has been true um, in our marriage. And I'm very grateful for that. And I have no problem with that actually being the way that it is forever. But... I also think that I have the ability and can make money now. But the thing that I'm struggling with is if it's a good goal to have. Is it a worthy goal? I don't want it to take me away from my primary goal of being a mom. And so that's something I'm really trying to balance and make sure that I keep my priorities where I want them. The interesting thing that I've noticed it's not a huge change. It's not like I've become this totally different mother, but I do cherish the time with my kids a little bit more now that I just have this thing on the side that I do for a couple hours every week. Then with, when I'm with my kids, I really enjoy being with them. Not that I didn't enjoy being with them before, but I just felt empty. I'm not going to lie. I felt empty And I felt like I just wasn't using my full potential. And that was me. I know that some women get their buckets filled by being home with their kids and totally focusing on them and their homes. And I think that's awesome. And I know that there's other women out there who get their buckets filled by going to work full time. And I think that that's awesome. (laughs) I think that it's just finding what is good for you. But definitely my money story as a woman has been formed that I'm not going to be the one that's making the money. It's going to be my husband. And that has changed in the fact that now I'm like, yeah, if I want the money, I can make it. I don't have to solely rely on my husband, which I think is a good thing and a healthy thing. And I'm hoping it works out. (laughs) Okay, so that is my money story. It's nothing earth shattering. It's nothing grand. I think all of my interviewees were much more eloquent than I am, but I would love to hear what each of you think about money and your money story. And if you have any questions or insights or things to add, I would definitely love to hear those. So feel free to write me at meg at the and I will certainly reply to you and make sure to check out the website and my Facebook page. All right, I will be back on Monday in just a few short days with the new month of April where we are going to focus on making your house a home. All right, we'll talk to you then. Bye-bye.